the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Indeed, welcome to another episode of The Boys of Tech. This one happens to be episode 368 for Wednesday, the 3rd of February, 2016. Yes, we're into the second month already. Time flies. My name is Edwin Herman. Thanks for joining us. And my co-host this week is Kim Farah. Welcome to the show, Kim. Oh, thanks, Ed. Hey, it's good to have you on the show again. This is, I think, your first for the year. It is the first of the year, so it's Brilliant. good. It's, the year's going quick already. <laughs> I know, I know. It's scary, isn't it? And here's the thing. You have uh, you were in Christchurch. Well, a long yep. time ago, you were in Wellington. Uh, you went back to Christchurch, and now you've you've just recently moved back to Wellington. Yeah, back in Wellington after a two-year break from Wellington and from working. So I don't, I don't know if I can say it's good to be back, but it, it's kind of oh. good to be back. In- <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it kind of makes makes it such that all the co-hosts and the hosts, in fact, for uh, Boys of Tech are in Wellington. So we have yourself, we have right. Ben Sonko and Brett King and, and me, we're all in Wellington. That's good. Keeping so it, I, keeping it war. <laughs> keeping it capital or something, I don't know. We, did, we didn't mind having you on the show when you were in Christchurch, you know. <laughs> yeah, it worked out there. It did, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, anyway, let's uh, kick off with the show. A couple of stories. First up, I see, uh, in fact, at first I wasn't sure whether this was for real, but it is. Microsoft wants to test some underwater data centres. Yeah, I know. I was just having a look at that. It's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty pretty radical. Uh, most data centres are not underwater. <laughs> most of them are, uh, you know, above ground but there are a lot of advantages to having a data center underground uh, not underground sorry under the water cooling for a start right yeah no, I'm, i was just looking at it and, and i'm still like maybe the negative thing just wondering about okay what happens if you've got faults and stuff like that because if they're going to lift it up they have to get a crane or whatever they need to do to kind of fix things so it'd be it'd be interesting to see if it's actually any cheaper at all or not yeah, I, I wonder whether this is the type of data centre that is, if you like, a, a sort of a, a closed unit that sits underwater and it's kind of entirely remotely controlled or whether it's one of the kind of data centres where you have technicians that need to actually physically go there, although that would be kind of weird because how would they get there? Would they have to take a sub <laughs> or something or <laughs> scoop and dive? <laughs> you can imagine the... <laughs> The uh, vacancies for a job, you know, we need a senior network engineer who can also scuba dive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe a few people are interested in that. Job, but, but exactly, yeah. you're kind of it's narrowing the focus. No, but I think it is, isn't it? It's just one one unit that's sealed and no one ever goes there. Is that right? Yeah, 
No, I think I think that's what it looks like. It's just showing like the picture, and it's just like a big. I, I don't know what it is. It's like a big kind of container with some wires and that kind of thing, and in, in the lovely Microsoft logo. But yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just wondering if it's more of a gimmick than actually being practical, and how they actually power. If they run like a power cable into it, or what, what, what they do. Yeah, I saw a, a figure which to me doesn't sound right. It sounds far too high, but data centers apparently consume up to 3% of the world's electricity, which to me, I mean, I know they use a lot of electricity, but 3% of the world's electricity just seems really high. When you consider all these large factories and smelters and, you know, you've got these, these big um, you know, aluminium smelters around the world and so on, just for, as one example – they use a ton of electricity, surely more than the data center. And, and I would have thought that, I don't know, 3% sounds really high to me. Anyway, regardless of what the figure is, that's just a little little tangent there. <laughs> but regardless of the figure, they use a lot of electricity. And so, yeah, they'd have to be powered. You know, they have, obviously will have to have a power cable running to it. One of the suggestions, though, was to have these data centers use renewable sources where they're generating the power near the data center for the data center. Mm, yeah, or we were saying like uh, just having it near in cooler countries. Yeah, see, that's the other alternative as, as well, because the gear in the data center is going to consume a certain amount of power no matter what. But the additional, I guess the, the variance will be the cooling required. And as you suggested, one of the techniques is to house your data centers in countries with a very cold climate. I think that, isn't there a trial, or no, not a trial one, I think there is a data center, isn't there, in the, in the far north of, is it Norway? I think. I'm not too or sure. Sweden. Maybe Sweden. there is there. Sweden. Sweden Facebook. and Norway. It's, yeah, Sweden, sorry, I think Facebook opened that data center about two or three years ago. And, of course, they don't need as much cooling well, for obvious reasons, because <laughs> it's really, really cold up there. So, yeah, anyway, the, uh, Microsoft's idea is to have them, you know, in the water, submerged. And I don't know, I, I can see what you're saying. The negative sides, uh, there's a number of negative sides as well. The one that I was thinking is plain and simply how uh, watertight is this thing? If there's a, uh, a leak or something like that, you know, that's going to be really fatal for that. Particular data yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, it's a uh, it's a project that Microsoft are undertaking, and I guess uh, if it if if it turns out that it's something worth doing, they'll do it, and if it turns out that it's not worth doing, I guess they won't. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's good they're looking at alternatives anyway. Yeah, yeah, and and also Microsoft apparently in terms of green energy are quite a long way behind Apple, Google and Facebook. So, yeah, they've got a long way to go. All right, I've only got one other story then, Kim. The most valuable company in the world has been Apple for a number of years. They overtook, was it Microsoft? But I think they also leapfrogged uh, was it ExxonMobil, I think, as well. They, they, I think those two flip-flopped a little bit. Anyway, recently, Apple has lost that spot to Alphabet. So Alphabet, as you may remember, is the, the parent company that owns Google. And they are now the world's most valuable company. Yeah, it's actually pretty amazing also because I've actually never heard of Alphabet before. 
Well, there I was wonder, a new... I wonder if most people have or, or not. Yeah, yeah, well, we covered we cover that on the show, uh, what, was it a year ago or something? They, that was new where Google basically split. They decided, well, not split, kind of restructured is a better term. And what they did is they they took the their... Because what was happening, I'll go back a step, what was happening with Google is that they had so many different things going on. They had their core business, their bread and butter, which is you know, search and advertising. And then they were doing all these other things, these experimental things. They had the Android thing going. They had the uh, the self-drive cars. They had some other R&D uh, things. I, I can't even recall off the top of my head what they were doing now. Google Glass is another one. Uh, all these R&D things. And so what they decided to do is instead of just keeping it under the same company, Google, they kind of went up a step and created an, an umbrella company called Alphabet. Now, Alphabet owns a number of businesses and a number of companies under inside it, if you like, and Google is just one of them. And then, then you've got the, I don't know what they're calling them, but you've got other companies that, you know, like the, the car, for example, the Google self-drive car is a separate company. I'm not sure about Google Glass, but it, it, I suspect it is as well. And so all those companies are now under the umbrella of Alphabet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it is now the world's most valuable company. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you look at the history, I just, it was quite interesting learning about, uh, you know, or looking back at the top spot uh, because it was Apple, as I said before, before Apple was Microsoft and before Microsoft was IBM. Yeah, all all tech tech companies. Yeah. As I say, I'm sure ExxonMobil did a a couple of flip flops with Apple. All right. So, well, was there anything else that you wanted to bring to the table tech-wise this for the in the past week? No, not this week, but I'll keep a look out the next week and see what's happening. Well, I think that's pretty much it then. And look, it's good to have you back in Wellington. So I don't know if that may, means it's easier or not for you to, to join us, but... Yeah, I'm hoping so in the future anyway. I've just been, been tra- well, I guess, kind of traveling and moving around the last few weeks and, and now I'm a settled uh, job worker and all that kind of thing, I will be back back for a while anyway. Okay, so you're doing the nine to five now? Nine to five. All part of the fun. Yep. Okay. All right, good. Well, anyway, it'll be good to have you, uh, you know, co-host uh, more episodes. Uh, and in fact, on that note, I think we'll sign off. I'm, I'm desperately thinking what else can we cover this, this week? I did see a story about someone who had, I think, uh, produced uh, or got Windows 95 to run within a browser and there's kind of two sides to that technically very good congratulations on the other side I can see a big lawsuit coming up you can just route there's a website this person has set up and you can just go to this website and run Windows 95 in your browser I'm like how is this person not being sued yet I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll wait and see. I was going to, I think we'll, uh, we, it may be a story for next week. We'll see. Anyway, Kim, thank you very much for co-hosting. Thanks, you. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right. Short but sweet. And uh, thanks to our listeners. See you again next time. Till then, have a fantastic week. Goodbye. Goodbye.